with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 Is that right? Yeah. What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, I have the burnout recovery specialist and owner of Lift Wellness Consultant, Dr. Kate Steiner. How are you doing today, Dr. Kate? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me. Well, it is my pleasure. Um, it is crazy out here. Um, some days getting crazier. So to be able to talk about being able to protect ourselves from burnout, to recover from burnout, is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Hey, so um, before we do that, um, it's always good to just do that wellness check-in, as you know, in your role. So how are you and how have you been doing throughout this pandemic? Yeah, well, I'll share that today I feel very joyful. It's been mm. a good day. We are gearing up to get some snow in Virginia, so we'll see how that goes tomorrow. But it shouldn't be too bad. But yeah, the pandemic has been it's been it's had its ups and downs. And, you know, I'm hopeful that we're getting to the tail end of it as we mm. go into this the third year really in it. And yeah, just I think the biggest thing that I've done for myself that has made a big difference is just giving myself a lot of grace and reminding myself that this is essentially living through a traumatic experience. And so I'm not going to be able to do as much as I might have been able to do before. Yeah. And and, and like you said, putting it into uh, perspective, when I tell you traumatic, um, uh, like uh, at my school, the beginning of the school year was real. Like we, we got, you know, cases, cases, and then it kind of slowed down. And so then with the new variant came, uh, as we were out for Christmas break, you know, things started to rise a little bit. Yeah. When you talk about trauma, I'm like, oh, no, it's about to happen again. So totally understand where you're coming from about that. Uh, and, and so when we're looking at the business, uh, for me, a lot of the times, a lot of my work or my life is through the business. So whether it's motivation or, or putting out the videos, um, you know, like I put out my quotes every morning and it's because I need those quotes, right, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just thinking about that, has there been any part of your life that kind of pushed you into the burnout recovery? Like, did you have to recover? I definitely had to recover. So I had a long standing career in higher education and student affairs for 17 years. And I left that career in May of 2021 to go into um, the burnout recovery space full time, had been doing it kind of, you know, on the side and decided that it was a good time to to make the move to solopreneur and, and give that a shot. But about eight years ago, I really experienced my own battle with burnout. And looking back, I, you know, I say that I became the worst version of myself. Like I was, I'd lost all the joy and playfulness that I was, you know, really known for and continue to be known for now. But instead, I was this, this kind of angry person, this short tempered person, um, someone who just, I always had tears right behind my eyes and felt a sadness that I didn't really know what was where it was coming from. And I said things like, tomorrow, this will be better. Or when the semester ends, this will be better. Or I was in an unhealthy relationship at the time. So when the relationship gets to this point, things will be better. And really realizing that um, it took some time, but recognizing that it was 
it was burnout that I was facing. It was, it was burnout with work. It was burnout with the relationship. It was burnout with my PhD program and finishing that up at the time. And I, I needed some professional help to start my recovery path. And fortunately I got connected with a really great professional counselor, but that really catapulted me into the space even more. So I was already researching wellness and burnout and those kinds of things, but now it had become like my mission in life to support people in this and recognizing that it's not something that we can completely avoid, but we absolutely can become more resilient to it so that we recover faster. Man, I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation because when I tell you, it is real uh, in my world. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing so many people just burned out from from just the the daily struggle, and, and whether it's physically or uh, in a lot of cases mentally, it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think about the beginning of the pandemic. We had teachers, uh, you know, doing the hybrid learning. So we have one teacher right here in front of the screen with kids, and the parents sit next to the kids. And I was yeah. like. Never have we had uh, a time where the parents can really just be inside your classroom all day, you know? Uh, So as we got ready to go to that summer, um, I really don't know if people really recover from that because as soon as we came back, it was rough. So how could we have recovered uh, or saved ourselves from burnout when you're thinking about teachers going from summer uh, to back to the classroom? Yeah, that, you know, that is, I think that's a a tough thing to, to address because I truly think that in the situation and and with this pandemic and in those pieces and and with educators and teachers that everyone is, has truly done the very best they could when it came to just, just managing that, you know, the expectations that were put upon them and the, you know, the expectations that, that I think you know, educators probably put on themselves to still deliver really quality education for their students and and to be there for, you know, their students who were going through this trauma and, and those kinds of things. You know, I think the only thing that looking back folks, you know, maybe could have done is is offered themselves the the grace of taking a break in between and giving some time in the summer. And, you know, sometimes we get wrapped up in like future planning and future thought that we don't allow ourselves to be in the present moment. And I think we all do this as humans is we, we, we either get wrapped up in thinking about the past and how we wish we could have changed something, or we get wrapped up in worrying about the future. And then we miss actually living in our present space, which is where we can actually find some recoup and rest and recovery. That's it. So I think about, um, like you said, your work in education. So then that lets me know, like, why you put, you know, you know, <laughs> if nobody else knows, but uh, so you understand. So then just looking at my city, right, we, we have um, one district here uh, that gave teachers an extra one day off um, after the MLK holiday. And we have another one that gave um three, the next three or four Fridays, something like that off, uh, just to avoid or recover from a burnout. Mm -hmm. Will this really work? Is this something that would actually work? Uh, And if so, what could they do like on that day or something? Like how do you soak? Yeah, it, 
I think it can help. I don't know that it is the complete solution to, to, you know, burnout with, with teachers and education, because I think that that's probably more systemic. That's more of a system piece in that regard. I think there are some bigger changes that need to happen in regard to um, work hours, expectation, pay, pay, those kinds of things that, that need to, you know, be adjusted. And because our, our teachers need to be valued and know that they're valued so that they can commit to that passion. But I do think the like extra time away from work does help when it's used intentionally. So when you are in a, in a place where, okay, now I have this time off, but it, it, it's then spent in, in the home or running errands and chores and those kinds of things. So essentially you burn out on those pieces as opposed to, you know, trying to get everything done. I think utilizing that time to really do some intentional rest And I really like to recommend that folks connect with some kind of passion outside of their workspace. So something that they really enjoy doing that doesn't involve their their workspace. It could be taking a nap. If you enjoy taking a nap, Mm -hmm. take the nap on that day off. If you, I really like the Hallmark channel. So (laughs) I might choose to spend that day like binge watching Hallmark movies in that regard. So, but doing something that actually brings like rest to your life on that day off so that you feel a little more recouped when you head back to work. Yeah. I remember a lot of teachers, um, <laughs> a lot of teachers were saying, Oh, it's time to go back. I got to cut off my nap. So my nap time is not working. <laughs> uh, but you know, just thinking about that summertime uh, and taking that break um, and thinking about entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. I, I, I hear when you say, taking that time intentionally, but even with us, you know, as podcast, even with having that phone in your hand, like you're like, Oh, share. Or, or you're like, how can I do such and such? So as, as you even working with entrepreneurs, like how do you talk to them about um, stepping away from a business that's and sometimes it's solely dependent on them? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I know it's really important to, one, remind myself that I can't be, I, you know, sometimes I need the rest in order to be more productive in my business, that rest and relaxing or taking downtime is actually the most productive and effective thing that I can do in that moment, because no one can, you know, run themselves 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop, the body won't let you do that, you will eventually like just break down in that regard. So rest is one, rest is a productive action. And so it's not laziness. It's not anything to that effect. Sometimes it's the very best thing that you can do for yourself in that moment. And then I like to build in planned recovery. So this may be, it may be a five to 10 minute break where I have myself a dance party or just take some downtime. I also utilize the technology on on my cell phone Mm -hmm. to actually like stop myself from scrolling on social media and those kinds of things. So using the focus feature on the phone, or I use the the feature where it, it basically like shuts off access to anything on the screen other than like phone calls at like from 10 PM to 7 Mm AM. So at the very least I'm not involved with that in that piece. And so I think it's really, one, it's creating those spaces, but I think we have to think about what is 
what are the expectations that you have for yourself in your work? So what are those daily work standards that you put for yourself? And we do have to set boundaries with ourselves sometimes in order to have that recovery space. Now, this, now you know the next question, because <laughs> I definitely need to set boundaries with myself. Uh, so can you give me help? Like, what is the first way to even set a boundary with yourself? Yeah. So the first thing is to really identify something you need in order to, I refer to it as living my happiest, healthiest life, right? So what is something that I really need in order to show up as my very best self each and every day? And for example, something that I have had to be really intentional about in changing is how much water I drink every day. And so I realized that I needed to increase that, that I needed to do a better job of making sure that I was well hydrated because it gave me better energy throughout the day. And so creating small habits and goals around that has helped. So tracking, um, you know, making a little competition with myself in order to do that. But so that first piece is identify the things that are going to help you show up as your best self and then find easy ways and small steps to incorporate them into your life on a daily basis. Man, and as you work with uh, educators, you know, part of that um, is needing to take that day off, right? That mental health day. Mm-hmm. But you say, well, my class or or for me, it's like, oh, well, the teachers or my observations or things get pushed so far behind. Yeah. So as you work uh, with educators and people in that field, how do you, and even having a preventative, how do you talk to them about being okay with taking that day off to maybe prevent or recover from their burnout? Yeah. Yeah. So I think teachers, educators, anyone who is in a helping profession in any kind of way, and I get this too, because I'm the same. We're, we went into the profession because we want to help people. We genuinely care about the other humans that are around us. And so to take space and time away from them does can bring on some guilt in those, in those kinds of pieces. And I think what I have started reminding myself of is that I can show up better, better for me, better for the people around me when I take time to have that intentional recovery space, when I take time to, you know, feel my emotions and in honor that I need some downtime or I need time to read or just, or time to work out, whatever that looks like and allowing that, that, and I think it's important that we recognize that just as individuals, we are worth that care. So we give so much care to other people and sometimes we forget that we are just as worthy of that care from ourselves as the care we give to other people. So some of those reminders for ourselves are ways that you can start to lessen that guilt. And there's the piece that, that most folks will, will be just fine. And most of the things that happen can be attended to the next day. And that we will be there to attend to it and we'll be in a better place to attend to it because we've given ourselves that rest. I agree. Um, you know, getting getting the job in the beginning, it was like, 
man, it's so much. And so I was staying there until six, seven o'clock. Uh, the computer shuts off automatically at seven. So I'd be there and that was my signal. Okay, maybe yeah. it's time to go. Or sometimes I would just keep going, uh, you know, but even, even like last Sunday. So I find myself going in on Sundays and saying, oh, well, I got to get my week set up so I can get out in the building. Uh, but all of those pieces. And so understanding that that is what uh, I guess, um, deposits into the burnout, you know, mm -hmm. um, goes into it. And so just thinking about, like you're saying, what do I need to show up as my best self? Um, man, so easier said than done. <laughs> that is true. And it's a practice, right? So this, I think, I think burnout recovery and maintaining that recovery, it, it's a process. It is a continual practice. And you know, and it, it evolves and changes as we yes. evolve and change as humans too. So what I needed as recovery in my twenties is completely different than what I need now that I'm in my forties. So I think that that's important to think about too, is how does that change and how do our life circumstances change in what we need for that rest too? Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know if we can actually put it into a plan without making a specific reason. Yeah. But when we think about recovery, right? And, and we're looking at, um, it's not a one size fits all. It's kind of whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. But when we think about recovery, can you give us ideas of what they were? And even if you got to attach it to something, it's cool. Yeah. So a couple of things that I think are incredibly important for anyone to include in in recovery to support themselves in recovery are the first is play. So having a playful, you know, being playful, having a playful mindset, having fun and that enjoyment. So often as adults, we, we kind of forget to, to be playful humans and a play has so many great benefits. We know that that is how, how children learn, but it's also how adults learn too. It's, it helps us be more creative and better problem solvers. It relieve, it alleviates stress. It brings joy. So finding ways to incorporate play into your day is a really important aspect of recovery. So for me, it's, it's probably going to be like, it's a dance party. And if there's a good song on, it doesn't matter if it's the grocery store or a parking lot or Lowe's, I'm going to be dancing down the aisle. Yeah. And so finding ways to do that. So it may be, you know, telling a joke with your partner. It may be telling, you know, playing with your pets or your children, but there are lots of playing a card game, playing a game on your phone. There are lots of ways to incorporate play into your life. The second piece that I will offer for folks is create what I call a comfort list. And so a comfort list is a list of items, activities, people, songs, things that you might do, foods, drinks, things that bring you that sense of calm, that sense of harmony and peace and kind of balance in your world. If you think about how you might comfort someone else who's upset, these are the things that bring that same comfort to you when you're stressed and overwhelmed. So for example, some of the things on my comfort list are mac and cheese, number one comfort item. It, I will have it at least once a week in some form because it just has to happen. You know, hugs from my husband, snuggles with my dog, Fuzzy slippers, I'll admit, I'm wearing my fuzzy slippers right now because yes. I can, yeah. right? Um, the Hallmark movies. So those are some of the things that bring me comfort. But these are 
small things that we can implement very quickly. So, and having that list before you get into that overwhelmed state can actually help you because all you have to do is go to your list and say, what am I going to include in my day right now to bring me back to that state of comfort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I went to a training and they all told us, you know, in the pre-work, bring a picture of your favorite place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, of course, that picture was then my happy place that I had to post somewhere, <laughs> uh, which was cool, though. I, I took some pictures in Belize, so I would always put that up and like, oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, understanding and then thinking about my comfort list, I think I'm going to start with uh, this red velvet cheesecake. That, that is, yes. That's my comfort. <laughs> so it. talk to us a little bit about the work uh, at Lyft. So um, besides the burnout recovery, um, what other things do you offer uh, through the Lyft Consulting? Yeah, so through Lyft, can, uh, Lyft Wellness Consulting, so the majority of it is based in the burnout recovery piece, but I'm also a facilitator in leadership development. So that plays a role into that. So I will work with companies and corporations on their employee engagement. So we'll do some assessment to see what are your employees engaged and are they being productive in that matter? And if not, or could it be better? Like what needs to be in place in order to do that? Some of it is related to burnout, but there are other practices that can play a role with that. So really creating a company culture that supports employees in being engaged and productive and you know, preventing that burnout on the day-to-day basis. Um, One-on-one coaching for burnout recovery. So working with professionals who are in that burnout space and supporting them into, into recovery. And so they're no longer, you know, dealing with that burden. And then I have a six week course that supports folks in burnout recovery as well as speaking and workshops. And so a lot of that work. Yeah, a lot of that, uh, but so very necessary. And um, are you like contracting with a lot of schools at this time or is it just solely one on one professionals? So I have a number of one-on-one professional clients. I've got um, the six-week course is about halfway through for this launch, and that'll launch again in April. So Mm -hmm. folks can um, keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. And then working on finalizing some contracts with um, universities and some corporations. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. And then coming in, um, because where do they need it? In those colleges. Yes. Man. That, that is so awesome, though. Um, and such a great space to be in, like mm-hmm. places like burnout recovery, vulnerability, you know, just all those places who tell you that it's OK to be here. But then how are you moving away from that place? Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome work. So now on top of that um, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's Campus Speak or Camp. Yep. Campus Speak. Yeah. Campus Speak. So um not only are you working with the uh, the burnout recoveries in that role, but talk to me about uh, your role at Campus Speak and what that looks like on a day to day. Yeah, so Campus Speak is um, so I'm a contracted facilitator through um, with Campus Speak. So I help deliver interactive workshops, and I'm a lead facilitator for two of those programs: Leadership Plunge and Building New Leaders. So both of those are really focused on leadership development of college student leaders and how they start their path as a leader for building new leaders and how they continue their path in Leadership Plunge. So my role there is that when those workshops are booked, I am in charge of the content, making sure that the facilitators who are hired to go to those college campuses to deliver that content are are trained and comfortable 
with what they are delivering. Sometimes I deliver the workshops and facilitate that. So not so much day to day, but um, in that regard, so since it's contract work, but still a lot of fun. And yeah. I love engaging with the students in that level. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, you're just thinking about, especially now, students got to stay motivated just as much yes. as the professionals at work, right? Oh, um, yeah. And sometimes even more. So uh, awesome to be able to be that facilitator to connect. Um, and I guarantee you, I bet it's fun, especially anything with content, right? Yes, especially absolutely. in our world. <laughs> so when you come into K-12, Doc, that's the question. I would love to be in K-12. So yeah. I think I think this is, you know, the burnout recovery, leadership development, any of these things are incredibly important to have the conversation you know, not only for, for the students, but for, you know, for the professionals and how that support can help everyone. So I have two nephews and, you know, I definitely, they, they probably get annoyed with, with auntie and sometimes, and, and, you know, trying to help them with their mindset and how they make decisions and reframe things and whatnot so that they're not experiencing burnout. But I think it's so important for, you know, for, for our younger folks to learn the value of empathy, to learn the value of, you know, the decision-making process and those kinds of things. Yeah, most, most definitely. We do a lot of work, um, you know, with, with kids when I'm talking to them, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's uh, after the referral or, or with student disagreements, you know, just how do we have those, boy, sometimes it is rough, like pulling teeth <laughs> because it's so foreign, but, but when you yeah. get them to really click and understand, okay, I'll, this is a person and I did something wrong. I got to fix it. Man, that's when you win. Right? Yes. Hey. Yeah. When you see that light bulb finally flash on, you're like, okay. So now I'm, I'm, as a speaker, we just got through with our winter break. We may have a president's day somewhere in there, but we are pushing to spring break. Mm -hmm. As a person who understands educator burnout and recovery, what words can you give to us, Dr. Kate? Yeah. One thing that I, you know, would really recommend that that educators take on is, is finding a way, having some kind of transition ritual for yourself to go from work to, you know, life, home, those kinds of things. So that finding a way to help kind of shut down work for yourself so that you can be fully focused on the things that are happening in your personal life. And I'll add one other thing that I think is really important as we are managing through this pandemic and, and through burnout, and that is start doing a resentment list. And so at the end of the day, or even at the beginning of your day, writing down the things that are causing you anxiety or worry, or that you feel resentment about that are bringing up those emotions for you, writing it down on a scratch piece of paper, ripping up that piece of paper when you're finished, saying the words, I am done, I am done with every rip. And then I either like to douse it in water, so a bowl of water and just like submerging it in the water, or some people really like to burn it. Mm -hmm. So just be safe about that one. So, but what that does is creates a release for yourself. And yeah. so if you are finding yourself getting home and continuing to have those, those thoughts of worry or anxiety when it comes to work, Give yourself that moment to have a bit of a release yeah. from that so you can focus a little more presently on the, the space that's around you. So I got I got a lot of work to do from this podcast, Doc. I got to <laughs> go and make my my um, my resentment list and then I got to make a comfort list. 
Yes. But I'm down to do whatever it takes because um, look, that mental health day is real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So how do we find you? Uh, how do we catch up with the launch of the course uh, and get more in tuned uh, with Lift Wellness Consulting? Yeah, so I can be found on all the social medias at Dr. Kate Steiner, and my website is liftwellnessconsulting.com, and would love to connect with anyone there. I also have a free resource, um, a free burnout recovery reflection journal available on the website. Wow, burnout. I, I might have to go. You got me working here, Dr. Kate, <laughs> but, uh, but I sure appreciate the time. Uh, just, you know, thinking about uh, my colleagues and what we need, my entrepreneur colleagues and what we need. So much great information and value tonight. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, Doc. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Look, I, I, I look forward to this. And um, I might have to call you just to get a little uh, coaching myself here. You know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a good summer, too. Yes, don't all we right. all? <laughs> hey, well, I appreciate it again. Thank you. All right, y'all, this is KT for KTTV signing out 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV, is that right?